What is up, everybody? Your boy is back for another episode. Another one of the bi-weekly episodes of the podcast, Operation Gundam History. That is right. It's a nice, wonderful week. It is the new year. We are starting off strong, and I thank you very much for your patronage, listening, and interacting with the show. Um, first things first, hope you're doing well. Hope 2022 treated you better than last year. Last year was kind of rough uh, from the jump, but hey, we're going to get through this together. We're going we're gonna to make it through. Uh, second, please be sure to interact with the show on not only the social media. Uh, Spotify has a new feature. They have the uh, rating system now. So if y'all can go in there and drop, you know, honest rating, but preferably I'll take a five star. Drop a five star rating. And if you don't want to give me five stars, don't give me five stars and tell me why you don't want to give it. Just please interact with the show. The more y'all interact with the show, the wider the net gets cast, the bigger the show grows, the higher the production value. And also, I can do this full time and we can do this weekly instead of bi-weekly. And we can keep hanging out and watching all the stuff and things. We have 40 years of content to go through. 40 years of content to go through. Um, third thing for housekeeping. Make sure you guys are following the Twitter. There's also a YouTube channel. Everything will be linked in the description of the podcast, Discord and everything. Everybody that's hopped in the Discord so far, thank you very much. I appreciate y'all coming in there. It's pretty cool to see people finding me from a podcast that I really just get tweeted up by myself, my homies, and a couple different like podcast networks every now and then. Appreciate all the love that everybody gives me on social media, number one. Don't get me wrong. I'm not taking this for granted. I'm very blessed and appreciative of y'all coming in here every two weeks and listening to some black nerd talk about anime and, and, and mech fights and whatnot, you know? And uh, fourth, we're actually going to run an ad this week. I you know it's weird. Um, We're going to run an ad after this next little bit, but we are covering episode three and four of the MS 08 team. I say that wrong every time, but you get it. The 08 MS team. We're going to watch episode three and four. Uh, so make sure you're caught up and watch at least one and two. And if not, you got time. Good thing about podcasts is you can pause them, go watch everything, and then hop back in and have fun with the interaction. But we're going to pay some bills, y'all. Enjoy this ad brought to you by Anchor. Episode three, I I like this episode a lot. This episode was, was cool, man. Um, we start off in the jungle, which we're seeing kind of them going for another mission. And precursor to this, not precursor, forewarning, the last like 10 minutes of the episode is all action, so I don't really cover that part. I'll talk about it, but I don't have any clips of it. We're really going to get the meat in the middle. We open up in the jungle, and there's a sneak attack going on. Shiro's kind of crouched like he was in the previous episode when he went after that Zaku when he shouldn't have. And he tucks out another Zaku. Karen's about to get smoked, and Shiro comes out of nowhere and, and saves her. She saves her, and she's like, ah, oh, nobody ever does that. And that just kind of shows that Shiro is about his action. He is a man about his word when he says that, I'm going to make sure that we all make it home, that my team makes it home. He's doing that, and I really appreciate that. But yeah, Shiro said the day doing the thing of heroism once again. They they start getting flanked, and of course they split apart, which, you know, you can't win them all. You can't win them all. And then they go on surveillance. Now, here's where we get to kind of the meat and potatoes of the situation, which I'm not going to explain it. I'm going to let the clips do the talking because we are a show that utilizes clips Three pillboxes out front, a trench covered by Zakus, and some nasty hill terrain for good measure. That's the highway, huh? Yes. 
It's the most vital route they have for getting supplies to their forces waiting on the front lines. I bet the Federal forces could use it too. We could probably take it, but that village presents a problem. Right. We can't let the Zeeks continue to occupy it. How to attack pillboxes that use the natural terrain so well? Wish we could call in some support for this. But they'll hunt us down if we wait for backup to arrive. Yeah, you're right. If only we could... What's this? A waterfall. If one of us followed the river around to these hills, we could hit them with a sneak attack. Much easier said than done. That area is crawling with gorillas. Gorillas? Hmm. So how do we run this sneak attack? I've seen the falls once already, so I'll go. You have, sir? You'll run the sneak attack? The commander's got the least experience of all of us, which means he's the most expendable, right? Joshua, I'm turning over command of the team to you. Uh, but sir... No buts, that's an order. Yes, sir. Right. Very good. So, we'll do it in, well, let's say three hours. I want the team to start its frontal assault at that time. I can definitely be there by then to start So we get a attack. rundown of what's happening. Basically, Zeon has taken over this village and they want to get that because that village also gives them access to the highway for supply. And for those that aren't familiar, you cut off the supply route and all supplies going into somebody's base. Eventually, they can't fight anymore. They just, they won't have anything to go off if they can't fight. Shiro's really, I mean, they're really smart. He He's really showing that he's not just a gung-ho commander he's somebody who can give good order and good direction have a good strategy granted his strategies are always risky so far like he suggested i'm gonna break apart which number one rule which we can all agree number one rule about scary movies combat situations anything that has higher risk of failure you don't split up the party if you can help it don't split up especially don't split up and have one person by themselves and everybody else together Nothing good can come from that situation. And as we can see, our boy goes back to that um, that lake that he was at, where the falls are, because he's trying to get to that waterfall. And of course, guess who's there? The gorillas. Not the band. The gorillas. The ones that are hiding in the forest that are just trying to survive and make ends meet. They start basically messing with Shiro and bullying him and whatnot. And, and Kiki comes out and saves the day. Well... We find out her name's Kiki after this. Mighty fancy equipment. Wait, you don't know how to work that thing. Just watch me. Hey, hey, wait, wait, what are you doing? Wait, stop, wait, make it stop. Hey, help me, make it stop. Stop, don't fool with that suit. Get away from there. You can't tell us what to do. Be honest, you wanted to have me now, didn't you? What? I mean... I swear, you military men are always the same. Rude with dirty little minds. You've got a hell of a lot of nerve. Huh? And who are you to judge me? What would you know? What do you mean? You're a kid. What could you know? <sighs> Bastard. Oh. Well then, if I'm a kid, why were you watching? Well, because well, well, you're nice to look at. <gasps> now that we're clear, what do you say? Will you let me go? <laughs> I feel like during that, that segment that we just watched or listened to, there should have been that record scratch playing. Now, you're probably wondering how I get to the situation. Like, imagine opening up the episode where he's already hostage and that... 
I might just throw that in underneath that record scratch so y'all can hear exactly what I'm talking about. Because you know exactly what I'm saying right now. But it's not good. They're fucking with this stuff. They're messing with him. They're, they outnumber him. He can't do anything. They drag him off. And then we go, we cut to the, the team, and they're like, where the hell is this guy? What, what's going on? But of course, to break up the tension and the heaviness, not really a heavy episode, but the, uh, the waiting out intention, we get a nice little clip of Michelle being, as you know, down bad. BB, there's been a break in the combat, yet I can feel the tension building inside all of us. Now, as I ready myself for battle, Elidor is tracking the enemy's movements. He studies the sonar panel, listening. His concentration so intense that... Uh, 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 what idiot made this song a number one hit? <sighs> Another love letter? Don't you ever work? Hey, I'm ready for action. I was just writing... I told you not to overdo it or oh, she'll hey, dump your oh, ass. Elidor! Oh, yeah. Alright, now we're back. That's a fun little moment there just to kind of break up the... Uh, Somewhat seriousness of this episode, and I say that because after you watch it, you realize that it's not, it's not as as stark as it could have been. It's actually a really like fun episode. Uh, you learn a lot about people's characters and whatnot. But we come back to Shiro getting dragged to this village because again he's trying to free a village, and um, here's a here's a couple clips back to back. I'll be back in a few minutes, and we'll we'll go over that. What brings you to our part of the world, Ensign Shiro Amada? Look, I'm sorry I came without permission, but right now I'm on a mission that just can't wait. And? You can't possibly have any reason to keep me. I beg of you, please let me go. Did you hear what I said? Oh my god. Please, you have to let me go. Uh, uh, um. Please excuse me. We do this every day at this time. Damn it! You've got to listen to me! Let's move. Well, Elidor? Pretty quiet up here, Chief. Must be tea time for our friends. Say, Chief, do you suppose the commander made it through? His confidence convinced me. Let's move out! Right. <laughs> Just listen. Try to understand. The Zeon are your enemies as well as the Federation's, right? If we can take out the gun emplacements in that occupied village, doesn't that help you guys too? My friends are waiting for me. They need me to pull this plan off. If we liberate that village from the Zeon, your friends and family who live there will be free of them. Please, let me go. Everything you got. Hope he's there. <sighs> Might as well give up, soldier boy. You think you can try something like that in front of our uh, boss? Uh, 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 my team is my first concern. If you don't let me go, they'll die before I even get the chance to know any of them. Damn it, let me go! Rude little fart, ain't he? You can say that again. Farthead. <laughs> Daddy, what if... Mm. Well, what if we use him to take back the village from those Zeon bastards? Uh, 
all of us have friends and family living in that village. If his plan works, they won't have to work for the Xeon anymore. Yes, that is true. Yes, I promise. We're going to free them. <gasps> what do you think, Dad? <laughs> you know, there are many sick and injured people in the village. You need medicine? We'll get it for you. No problem. On top of that, we want the Xeon to suffer. Oh, we'll make him suffer! And you can have all the war spoils! Talk is cheap, kid. Still, the word of a captive soldier isn't very reliable. Is it, Kiki? I think it'll be all right, Daddy. Besides, he owes me one. He sure does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Very funny. You guys are a real crack-up. I'll watch him, Dad. Let me keep an eye on him, okay? <laughs> As if you'd listen to me if I said no. Ensign, for the time being, we will have a truce. Sher huh. was tied up. He is not in a good spot right now. The gorillas have all the power, which they got him, you know. He manages, though, to strike a deal, pleading with... We find out her name is Kiki in a little bit, but pleading with Kiki and her dad, saying, hey... I understand that Xeon is also ruining the people's lives in that village. Those are your people. Both of us coming together, or at least letting me go and do my thing, driving them out. Y'all can take care of them. And she's like, you know what? We do have sick people there. They're hungry people. We do need to get them out of that situation. And guess what? It works. It actually works. Which comes to my main point here. I don't think Shiro's greatest asset is his ability in combat. In this cunning, I think his his best asset is his way to motivate people, and he's a man of his word, which I'm sure it doesn't apply to these gorillas here because they don't understand that. But later in the episode, after they free the village and whatnot, the rule the the not the rule the the deal they struck is that anything that they want to take that the girls want to take, they can take it to the village, and he's like, yeah, do it, whatever. They kick out Elador and Michelle from their ship at the end. They're like, oh, I'll make them stop. He's like, no, struck a deal. They're going to take whatever they want. We'll just reorder it. It is what it is. It's all good. And so that goes a long way. And I know these are fictional characters, but it's cool that they may have a character that is not only a man of their word, but also somebody who follows up on it and makes sure that it comes true. But also, he's got badass hair, badass anime hair, just like everybody else. But at first in that, that scene, I was worried. Like, I forgot that. I thought it was going to be more like of a going back and forth, maybe a shouting match even. But the dad is so stoic. He's so stoic and is kind of not buying what Shiro's putting up. And it does take some time and convincing. And, of course, Shiro tries to go for the gun, which, like, bro, you are already being held. You're surrounded by people. Why would you go for the one gun that's sitting there? Which, if he got shot there, should have been shot. It's all good. It's all good. He deserved it. He he earned that L. He earned that L. But now we're going back to the mobile suit, which the gorillas ransacked, so it's all dirty and whatnot. And of course, she has to complain about that, which is funny. And we get to where they're getting in the ship, and uh, <laughs> Kiki's wearing that watch that Ina gave. And uh, let's see how that goes, shall we? Any business, and I'll plug you. Why would I try anything with a kid? I bet I'm smarter than you. What? What is wrong with you? Hey, that's not uh, yours! Uh, ah! Uh, I took a uh, barren square! You can't have uh, it! Uh, this is on loan from a friend. 
3.30? I only have a half an hour left. That thing doesn't really suit you anyway. Now listen. It's Kiki. Kiki? Kiki Rosita. That's my name. Who gave you the watch, Shiro? Shiro? What the? Oh, kids should show more respect. And you're blocking my view. Notice how he dodged the question and did not answer it? Because he... I don't know. I, I I don't know the motivation by not answering it, but it's none of her business. And I think that that's the one thing he wants to keep to himself, is that he has a a person that he is fond of and wants to see again. But also, it is kind of weird when she's in there and like, you know, he even keeps pointing out. They keep pointing it out that she is a child. She is no older than like sixteen years old, and Cheryl's probably Cheryl's probably maybe oldest twenty three. I'd assume he's between like 18 to 23. My best bet's gonna be 21. But he's like, you're a child, quit doing this, get out of the way. And she keeps teasing him and teasing him about it. And the one thing that makes him snap is seeing that she took the watch and he wanted that shit, he wanted it. Now, as they're making their way, they decide we're gonna cut up the river and whatnot. Here comes good old uh, Elador and crew to come in with the little jab towards Sanders. Is it the commander? No. There's two. Flying. Headed this way. Just great. All units, prepare for an airborne attack. Roger. We're having bad luck. Must be the Reaper's fault. The Reaper? You'll find out. So, you know, before we got to that situation, well, that conversation point, that's when they started the attack. Because he should have been there. He should have been approaching the area around that time because remember they have a three-hour time limit to when they want this operation to get started and of course he got held up for most of that time so now he's trying to make his way up there to, to not let his team down so they start doing the thing things are turning sour and of course we hear that those helicopters coming in and elador has to throw the shot in oh man this is what happens we get the reaper with us which the next episode is going to go into that a little more i believe because they did they hinted at it at the end of this one in the preview but I think it's kind of messed up, because I'm going to say this, like I said before, I think the only reason why they're teasing him about his past and what happened is because he's the black character. I will say, though, that is an accurate representation of how some stuff does happen to black people in predominantly white situations, white businesses, white institutions. So they'll go into it next episode, but, but keep that in the back of your mind for now, that they keep taking jabs at him. Now, of course, after they're taking jabs, Karen gives the order to pull back and to go, you know, hide under this one air. I forgot it's like a highway or whatever. In the nick of time, with the heroic timing, here comes Shiro over the mountain. Well, I guess waterfall, but also over the mountain. It is the commander this time. There's no doubt about it. He made it. Now the fun really begins. We're moving out. Right. Sure took him long enough to get here. Any job the commander starts, he finishes. Where? It's coming from over there. They're attacking huh? from the river. Shit, they got us surrounded. Take me to my Zaku. I'll take him out. I did it! I blew away their ammo dump. The title of the episode is slightly misleading in my opinion. 
Because you would think there'd be more tension and arguing that, oh, he's not here yet. What the hell's happening? But in reality, they're they're not okay with it. But when he shows up, they're like, all is forgiven. And there wasn't as much tension as I thought it was going to be during that. Because if you think that you're in a war right now, you're, you're in a battle, and somebody hasn't shown up yet, and they're late, that is terrible. That is awful. That is that is not a good look for the, the commander, well, Ensign, or whatever his rank is. And also, it, it puts you at a disadvantage when you know that, hey, our one shot was a sneak attack. It was his plan. Where the hell is this guy? But, of course, in heroic fashion, with the hero's entrance, if it was a Marvel movie, he'd be jumping down, pounding the ground in the stance, or, like, in the Spider-Man stance or whatever. Show saves the day. He has some cool tactics where he, like, hides underwater, comes out, destroys a bunch of stuff, hides back underwater and whatnot. And, like, some really cool action sequences going on here. But in the middle of the fighting, the gorillas show up, I thought it was funny when that Zaku was walking in and it got trapped and the gorillas like smoked him out and he came out. He's trying to do something. They point the guns at him. It's like, oh man, let's go. The fact that he forged a make, this became a makeshift joint operation between the feds and the gorillas. And even that one commander, I forgot his name, was like, the feddies and the gorillas are working together. It's like, yeah, man, things happen. These are unprecedented times in the world of Gundam. And it worked. Another cool moment was whenever the Zaku was going to smoke those gorillas on the ground. They're, I forgot. They're, they're going through stuff. I think they were just like pillaging or whatever. And Shiro pops out the water, came out the water, dripping like a dolphin or whatever the line is, and just smoked the dude. And uh, also get the helicopter, try to hit the sneak attack with dropping the rocket point blank. And Shiro's like, what? All right. Ah, smokes the dude as well. But outside all the fighting... Oh, let me not pass this up. That underwater fight was so cool. And I know I said this all the time, and I'm going to keep saying this. Imagine if they redo this series and they do that fight again with today's modern like art style of animation. Oh, my goodness. That's going to look beautiful. So beautiful. In the end, they win. Uh, Kiki's a little mad that Cheryl lets that guy go. But... They, they accomplished the goal. They destroyed the base. They took it over. The gorillas get to take some stuff. Shiro's a man of his word. And everything everything's going down. Everything's going well. I'll really, I, I like, like, this episode is pretty strong because it definitely helps establish that Shiro is a man of his word. But most, like I said before, most importantly, his, his biggest asset, his biggest, like, skill set that's most valuable it is way to motivate and lead in the following up and being a man of his word, which I, like I said, it's, it's a fictional world universe, but not many heroes have that. And a lot of heroes struggle. Like, you know, how it is the hero struggle is how do I do this and that? Like with Amuro, it's, he's trying to be a kid that's in a war and make decisions and he can't make decisions that are right. Or he doesn't make, he, well, not that they're not right. He doesn't know how to make the decision in a decisive manner, and he's forced into it. Or he just reacts, and he doesn't, like, stick to it. And, of course, we saw what happened. He gets freaking mad and runs away like a coward, which we'll see in the future episode. Spoiler alert. All in all, solid episode once again. The series is fantastic, and we got more blocks to go. But now we're off to episode four, The Demon Overhead. 
Uh, another pretty action-packed episode here. We 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 start off just with Ina and her brother Guineas, which instinctively from watching basketball, I'm like, is that like another version of like Giannis? But it's not. So a uh, little tidbit there to make fun of me for. Well, they're testing out a new weapon, which the weapon's name in this in the in this version of the anime is called the Opsilus, the Opsilus, and then written down in like most of the websites and wikis and whatnot, it's called the Absar Absaris V1. Sorry, I had to like make sure I was pronouncing it right. But they're testing it out, and everything looks good and ready to rock and roll. But we quickly cut back to the 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 base, and lo and behold, guess who's getting shot on once again for having the nickname, huh? Hey, check it out. The Reaper's hard at work. Oh, yeah. Boy, do I feel sorry for Karen. What does she ever do to get stuck with a jinx like that guy? No kidding. I feel sorry for the rest of them, too. Chief, what are those guys talking about? Hey, Sanders, doesn't it bother you that all your teammates die? What do you want to bet that newbie commander of his will be the next one to buy it? Uh, uh, wait a minute, sir. Pretty sad to have no friends because you killed them all, huh? Hey! Oh. Wait, sir! You son of a bitch, come here! All right, Reaper, uh, you asked for it! Uh, this is no good! Commander! Uh, Commander! Oh, for crying out loud, where is he? Commander! Commander! Huh? We got trouble! Hey, the Reaper's in a fight! Cool, who's he fighting? Two guys from the 7th? Yeah! I'm betting on the 7th guys! My money's on the Reaper! Why, shoemakers, boys! Hurry before the fight's over! I don't see it. Where are they? It's uh, 380 meters at 10 o'clock, sir. Ah. But, sir, is it true that everyone who served with Sanders has died so far? Ah. Who told you a ridiculous story like that? Ah. Now the time has come for you to rest in peace. Get, get out of the way. Come on, sir. Let me through. Hey, three against one? They aren't even fighting fair. What the? You bastard. Who's next? Just what the hell are you people doing? Sir, a friendly competition. A sporting exchange between MS teams, sir! A friendly competition? Well, you chose one hell of a hot day for it. And you guys, the seventh team, you're supposed to be out providing rear-line support to the Western Zone. Sir! We'll do, sir! Good. Eighth team, I want you ready to move on a moment's notice. Sir! Yeah, that's a pretty, pretty long clip there, but... Yeah, they keep teasing Sanders about being called the Reaper, and it's starting to get to him. And I don't think I should, well, we can't really show it, it's, it's video, but Karen's kind of overhead looking down at him after the whole situation with disapproval, which to me, there is a, um, I'm going to just say it, it seems like there's some awkward sexual tension there between those two, but also maybe she just gen genuinely wants him to be better and not let that get to him. I find it funny that Shiro and the gang, like everybody there, all the people were like, uh, we were just having a friendly competition. Just like a generic friendly competition. The base's commander is like, honestly, whatever. Just just 
can't be doing that at a time like this and have him go back to work. That was pretty funny. That sure, we're all gonna fight each other over this comment and take bets and and say other things, but we'll come together and not get our asses smoked. You know, some camaraderie there. But now we go back to Ina and Guineas. They're at that uh, reception slash party and. Genius gives a speech. I'm going to play a couple different clips um, back to back to back. So three clips. I'll be back in a few minutes. Thanks to all of your extraordinary efforts, we have successfully completed the first stage of the Opsilus project. The completion of the Opsilus is close at hand. On the day it is finished, our power over the Earth system shall be renewed, and the light of victory will fall upon Zeon. Zig Zion! Zig Zion! Zig Zion! Zig Zion! Zig Zion! Zig Zion! Very well. Now please, just enjoy yourself. Guineas! Guineas, where the hell are you? Oh great, Admiral Kilani. Out of my way! Move! Let me through here! Ah, yes, Guineas, there you are! How are ya? Yuri, stop it. People are staring. Ah, what the hell do we care, <laughs> I got a report your high-priced toy was finally working, so I came over from Europe to have a look. It's no toy to me. Ah, ha, ha, what have we here? My little Ina, all grown up at last, and wouldn't you know it, you grew up pretty. The last time I saw you, you were just a simple little kid. Women, you are amazing creatures. You flatter me too much, Mr. Kilani. Hey, whoa, quit being so formal. It's not like we're strangers or anything. <laughs> I know. How about it? How'd you like to be my girlfriend? What? I know most guys must be intimidated by the Sahalines, but I've never been afraid to have a little fun. You must be joking. Please excuse me while I step outside. This room is becoming unbearable. Pardon me, please. Huh. She won't let her guard down for a minute. Get it? Hmm. Those two have never been any fun. Why does he have to show up now, of all times? With him here, my brother's concentration will be thrown completely off! If Guineas hadn't been there, I would have loved to have just punched him out. Miss Ina, may I ask just what this project means to you, ma'am? My brother's dream is everything. Perhaps you think I'm being too dramatic. No. Once his obsolus is completed, this war will finally come to an end. I guess I'm having a hard time celebrating a weapon that will wipe out a lot of lives before this is over. The Sahalin family will win the war. And from now on, my life will be forever linked with your family. I appreciate your sentiment. Power and prestige. Nobility. It's all part of being a Sahalin. It's kind of like being a puppet. Miss Ina. So yeah, that was a lot. That, that was a lot to take in. We start off with the classic Xeon rally cry, ending with Zig Xeon, which that's their 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 chant. He 
Genius gives me the idea of he is for Xeon, but not the Xeon that Dake, not, not Dagwin, but um, Garen wants. He is trying to end the war, and I think actually like end it and like, like do enough damage to devastate them and have them stop fighting. Whereas Garen is like, I want total domination and control and wipe them off the face of the planet slash solar system and universe. Which I think his cause, Guinness's cause, is is just. I still think they're going about it the wrong way. Which, you know, we can dive into that all we want, but we know that this is a sentiment of anti-war, and that war is not the answer because everything keeps repeating and recycling all over and over again. But we go to this party where this new cat, Yuri, comes in and kind of just, he gives him that little brother type energy. Well, not little brother, but uh, big brother energy and giving him the little sibling energy until he gets to Aina and is like, how about you be my girlfriend? Which I thought that was pretty funny. And I love that she's like, yeah, this room's starting to suck a bit. That's paraphrase for y'all who just listened to the clip and walked out. But of course, he's like, man, these people are never any fun. It's kind of, um, I guess the word is what not demoralizing, but it's just degrading when, when you're giving, he gave his speech. Guineas gave his speech and is rallying the troops. Everybody's going to celebrate their new weapon that they're going to be able to use in battle. And Yuri from Europe comes in and basically treats them like they're children. Um, I would be offended by that. I'm honestly surprised that they didn't fight. Like Ina says later in the, the last clip that if anything else happened, they would have fought. But we get some insight into the Shahalans and what they really want, which is funny because the Shahalans want to also rule and win, but they also have to deal with the Zobbies, which at this point, it is still in the same timeline, in the same time frame of what's going on in Mobile Suit Gundam. So these are two rival families on the Zeon side, which I'm sure will get messy later on, which is going to get real messy way later down the line when we hit like Zeta Gundam and then eventually we hit Unicorn. Shit's going to be wild, but it's going to be fun. But to close on this scene, they, they after talking about the dream and having that weapon in the war, which is something that we've always heard before, we kind of cut and fade and we go back to Shiro and the gang. Um, now, unfortunately, this happens. Here's another long clip as well. What's the matter, Sanders? I'm, uh, I wish to resign, sir. I would like a transfer. What? You don't mean that. Alador, take my place as a mobile suit pilot. What? What are you talking about? I can't do that. Well, then, I suppose I could pilot it. What's this all about? I won't go out there. At least not as a pilot. If I do, I'll just get you all killed. What a Karen! You're still hung up on that bullshit? Okay, so you've lost every team you've fought with so far. But now, because of what those morons said, you believe you are the Grim Reaper. You let what they said get under your skin. Yes! That's why I want out. Ha! You think quitting's gonna solve anything? Where's your damn ball, soldier? <laughs> so you do have a pair after all. Damn it, Karen. This team would be better off without a goddamn coward like you on it anyway. That's enough. You need to back off, Chief. What for? No, 
It's all right. In my career, I've had to watch every team I've ever served with get killed on their third mission every single time. And I always survive. You mean you're a third-time Jinx? <laughs> this will be our third action together, and if I'm part of it, the eighth team is going to die. That's why I have to quit now before I caught... Isn't it a little conceited to think that it was you who got your friends killed? Sanders! Who do you think you are? Just shake that doomsday crap out of your head! <sighs> Permission denied. I'm sorry, but I can't accept your transfer in the middle of a mission. Now get back to your post. But sir... That's an order, Sanders. Right. Don't worry about it. You know, I think we'll be the ones who break this run of bad luck you've been having. Oh, yeah, there's Sanders wants to put in his resignation, but not only does Shiro not want it to happen and eventually denies the request, Karen comes in and beats his ass. Like, like I said before, there is probably some sexual tension there. It is now confirmed there is. She beats him up, calls him names, kicks him in the balls. Like, that that's ooh, man. When that when when she stomped on his on his on his package, I felt that. I like I physically cringed a little bit. I was like, ooh, ah, that does not seem like a fun situation to be in. But the good thing about this part is that his team, for the most part, not only believes in him, but they don't want him to get lost in that thought that it is his fault that these things are happening, that it is his fault that his team members die. They, they're they basically saying that you're being selfish right now by removing yourself from the situation. You think that we won't win this fight or accomplish our goal with you? That's bullshit. You are as much as a part of this team and valued as this team as anybody else here. And he uses that in rallies, but also he's kind of forced to. And so after that long discussion and Sanders getting his uh, stuff turned down, we cut to Ina flying through and things were great until they aren't. Isn't that the, isn't that the saying? Or everything is good until it isn't? We have a warning alarm. I can see that. The telemeter is also off. We may be at its limit. And there may be no problem. Have all our forces on the front begin forming a strong perimeter. I want the Opsilus flight path secured. Norris, report. What's the condition of the unit? Sir, I see no apparent changes. That's good. Continue to monitor the load rate. Right. Miss Ina, don't push it too hard. I'm aware of that. We have reports of enemy fire. Something must be going on. Okay, Sanders. Get ready. We're moving into Area 376. I'll take point. You follow me. Do you read? I read. I've got a bad feeling. Tell me you're not writing a letter. I am writing my will. Great. You do that. think it's coming our way? Definitely. Commander, it'll pass right over your head in 40 seconds. Got it. We'll let him pass and then see what happens. I wonder if this is Sanders' fault. Pipe down! Picking up some vibration. 
Yeah, the ship's not doing too hot, but our crew is starting to notice. Shiro doesn't know that it's Aina. Aina doesn't know that it's Shiro. They just know that they're fighting each other at this time. They're fighting the enemy, and they're getting ready for an attack. And it's not just a regular attack. They have the helicopters come in. Freaking Michelle has to go ahead and have the slip fingers and start shooting at them and blows the sneak attack. But, of course, we have where he puts that cheap shot in on Sanders, which is ironic because he thinks that, oh, this is San this is all Sanders' fault. He's the Grim Reaper. But in reality, this whole thing, them getting caught in this sneak attack, it's all Michelle's fault because he's the one who slipped and hit the trigger. Like, bruh, come on, man. But we get some cool action here. The op Opsilus is destructive. It just lays down and blows the whole field back. But we're going to play this clip here. We're, we're pretty much done with this episode, but we're going to play these, these next two clips here. overcome anything, even break a jinx, as long as we have faith in ourselves. I know, super long clips going on. If I get DMCA'd, you know exactly what happened. Um, but Sanders stood up and he, pan not, not panicked, but he's just trying not to be the problem, be the reason why things fail. And for a moment, he got... He, he was doubting himself. You could tell he was. Which makes me feel like Sanders was more motivated by fear than actual, like, courage such heroism. But we get the cool moment at the end in that uh, very last clip where everybody's like, hey, look, we're alive, after they show up and start shooting it as well. 
which is um i think that's needed that's needed for for not only confidence building but showing that the team is bonding and becoming like a unit because you gotta remember this team's only been together for this is their third mission they haven't been together very long and so they need to make sure that they are together on the same page and have each other's back like shiro said in his speech in the very beginning and they're doing that they're doing a great job of that and so with that i'm not gonna linger on it i'm gonna go ahead and end this week's podcast thank you very much for listening if you made it all the way through to the end thank you thank you thank you remember it's at the top of the show interact with the show rate it on itunes and you can now rate it on spotify uh share it with your homies interact with the socials in the description and the, the links are below all the links are below so don't be afraid hit the discord can be on twitter twitch youtube whatever also uh most importantly stay hydrated be nice to each other all right we'll catch y'all next week oh sorry spoiler tell me how I should do my job.